Yes, indeed. We are back. The trees are walking once again. We are the trees. Can we say, look, maybe that's a, we should be trees. If we, we're going to like trees walking. <laughs> You're, uh, I'm a Dutch elm. So I'm so soon have, to be. You have that red circle around you that means it's <laughs> <Yeah>. time. To... <laughs> I will soon be chopped down. And are there any elm trees left in Minneapolis? Oh, I don't know. There have to be. No right? Dutch elms though. And like, oh, the, I don't know. The we're almost that. We're almost out of ash trees, Mike. What happened to the ash trees? The emerald ash borer beetle. Oh, I did not know about this. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. We're they're like two million, two million ash trees going to be gone. Really? Yeah. Is this a foreign invader? Uh, <laughs> I don't you, know. You don't know the specifics. I don't know anything except that it's an emerald ash borer beetle that is going to be killing all of our uh, two million trees. Two million trees in Minneapolis. So uh, we're going to have to do our best to fight around, but we're going to get trees walking around. The trees are going to fight back on our watch. So so all of that is to say that we are like trees walking, you the are. podcast. Yes. I am Michael J. Nelson. I'm, uh, I'm Pastor... Or Reverend, whatever you prefer. Just call me Dave, man. Just don't. I want your hey, man. I don't want your titles. Like, I'm just like you. We can relate. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Turn that chair around, man. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, this is the podcast where uh, Dave, Pastor Dave, and I, the yep. right Reverend Dave and I, uh, wrestle with the big issues of life, the things that we all have to deal with. Uh, who who are we? What is what is our place on earth? How do we fit in? Why are we here? Why is there something rather than nothing? We take on these issues where the rubber meets the road. Yep. We talk them through from a Christian perspective. However, we welcome all listeners from any point of view mm. because, uh, what is it, Dave? We think that Christianity has a seat at a stall in the table of the marketplace of ideas. And so we are we are committed to that proposition. We think that... Um, that that this isn't, yeah, we don't need to hide in our, um, you know, private little club or language game or, or Christianity doesn't belong in, in the ghetto where it only sort of makes sense to itself. That, no, we can have a, we, that these ideas, these perspectives have purchase in the broader world, that they, that they are compelling. Right. And we don't think that it's just a little, look, go have your private fantasies when you're by yourself and go to church because it makes you feel good. And then you crutch, come back man. when you, you get out crutch. into the real world, be real, don't put put aside your little fantasies. No, we don't believe that. We believe that these issues are much bigger than that and have implications into eternity. That's right. Yes. Which is why we talk about it. It's them. like in the movie Gladiator when he's like, what you do now will echo into echo eternity. Into eternity. Oh, that's such a good movie. Oh, so, so many good lines. Here's a little trivia about that. Oh, yes. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> yes. So... Oh, by the way, I should say, we are going to get to our big question in just a moment. Don't worry about it. Right, this is the top of the Don't show worry. where we kill a little time and talk about things. Uh, and then we're going to have a, uh, a little musical breakdown later Ooh. where we sort of work through a song and try to figure out its implications. Kind of like we did that with uh, if, What If God Was One Of Us. Exactly. And, uh, and then we also have a little quiz. So get ready for that. I'm excited. You're going to be challenged there. But, uh, and we'll get to the big question in a moment. But first, the uh, gladiator. Great movie, right? I love it. They started filming that thing multi, multi, multi million dollars. One of the biggest directors in Hollywood. Ridley Scott, right? <clears throat> Ridley Scott, biggest star. They, he was a new star at the time, Russell but he Crow, was coming I mean, he up. Was, oh, he was yeah. Hotter than a pistol. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We're going to go. We're filming in you know Tunisia or whatever. We're taking a huge crew over there. Script wasn't done. And there had been several iterations of it. This This is not. You know, this is somewhat typical of Hollywood, but not maybe not for something this big. But yeah. anyway, they sent it to this 
this playwright who they liked at the last minute they're like there's just no magic there's no what's you know take a look at this and he's like i'm i'm busy i don't have time for this they're like here's a billion dollars yeah whatever they yeah yeah yeah. anyway every line that you remember from that that guy just put in he's like you need you know are you not entertained oh that's a great line all the all the sort of cool turns of phrase was this one guy who was like yeah just i don't know here's a little spice here and a little so it's kind of cool that guy kind of rescued the movie and then it coalesced around those those uh, little ideas that's so. my favorite line as a pastor the are you not entertained like <laughs> yeah. you know as i have this congregation these sheep this flock is rebelling <laughs> against me i go are you not entertained Oh, it's awesome. So many, uh, so many good lines. I saw it at the um, Egyptian theater in Hollywood oh, wow. when it came out, and it was, it was so loud, and it was, the place was packed, and people were, it was just raucous. And I remember kind of being so, it was so big a piece of entertainment, I yeah. remember just laughing out loud at one point, like, I am entertained. This is, <laughs> this, the whole experience was like really Is fun. the Egyptian theater one of those with those like gigantic screens or whatever? Yeah, it's very, very big. One like the one yeah, the seat one, house, yep, you know, yep. and then the, the it had the, it had been restored, so it had all like the man's Chinese theater Egyptian has the big stuff. All, yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. You, you, that's like how movies are supposed to be seen. Yeah, it was. It's co- like the old Cooper here in uh, St. Louis Park. Do you? You don't? No, I don't. I'm like, wait, I'm remember. like <laughs> the only single seat house I remember is the old Boulevard Theater. Oh yeah, where you get your you know f- like. All sorts of sixty years of substances on the ground, or whatever. Right, exactly. A wonderful place, but sort we we peel digress. your shoes off. But it's good floor. to be back. Actually, this is our first pod since the live show. The live. Yeah. Pod do you want to do a quick update on the live show? Yeah. Do we have any reaction to that? A post mortem. A, po- uh, a criticism. Post-mortem. Is there anything you want to poke <laughs> you, me on? You could have. You could have brought it a lot this. harder. Yeah. You could have. No, no, no. We. Uh, I felt like it was a smashing success. Uh, uh, we had a really great turnout. Um, a lot, I mean, just a ton of fun, I would say, beyond the sort of content of the podcast itself, which I, I felt like we did a good job. It was, it, it, it was engaging, but just the overall atmosphere and vibe was fantastic yeah, around the I show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. It, it's because, yeah, the, the podcast part of it was unknown, and it might still be unknown. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I, I think we acquitted ourselves as yeah. well as we could. But uh, it's not something you do live that often. No. And it was obviously a big question mark and so it turned out well and seeing a bunch of uh, enthusiastic people there was was great so thank you to all who made that yeah and, and i think we'll do it again and, and people said that it was very true to form like we sounded we were like on stage like we are in okay here. that's good so that's, that's either good. at a, least it was no false advertising right it's a, there's a consistency for good or for ill so yeah, right, yeah. exactly uh well to that end let's get to the big question of the day because this is what we do this is the main this is the meat this is the meat in the sandwich um rubbing my hands together so let me yeah i can hear it mike's picking it up <laughs> nice. these are the so excitement. uh mike's picking it up uh, yeah i am like the uh, i so get good. i get it <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry uh, sorry all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a proposition. I'm gonna toss you the ball, as right. you say in improv, and then you pick it up and run yes, with it. And. Yes, and um, here's what I have to say: uh, your your uh, fairy tale religion is dead. Um, <laughs> oh, materialism, the obvious and adult answer to why we are here, is the correct 
version of life. Uh, the particles in the beginning were the particles. There is nothing else, as the as Carl Sagan said. The cosmos is all there is, all there will be, all there ever was, um, and we have to just deal with that. There is nothing but uh, matter. Matter is all there is, and uh, your little quaint desert religion is dead and silly and grow up and deal with materialism your thoughts pastor day oh man you came you came out guns a blazing on that one i think that some people who sort of hold to your that the, not your but the 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 what you just poured put forward sort of oh the, it's mine it's, yeah, i changed <laughs> the, since, <laughs> since the podcast the podcast ruined me we've talked about this beforehand <laughs> But they'll go like, that's the truth, but we, we don't want to trouble pe- Like the kind of s- secret, you know, philosopher king's club can know the truth. Um, sure. A- but everyone else, you know, they're like the Plato's cave. Like, let leave the leave the unwa- leave the plebs and the mouth breathers in the cave yeah, to have their, their projection. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we will be on the outside. But some people are like, no, 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 no. We need to, you know, shine a bright light on all of these people. And uh, yeah, the m- materialism... Um, like just basically everything boils down to um, the rules of, you know, physics and chemistry that like that's all that is, is a manifestation of that. Mm -hmm. And so that that's the perspective. That's all there ever will be. There's nothing greater, nothing more, nothing metaphysical, nothing mystical about existence at all. And, uh, and I have to just say that that is manifestly false. It's, it's, it's uncompelling. And it's false, and Whoa. so yeah, yeah. So the would you go f- as far as to say materialism is dead? Materialism <laughs> is dead, Mike. It is dead. Oh, it's donezo. This is big news. This is like the New York Times saying God is dead. That was Time Magazine, I think. That's oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, in the song "Leave On" with Elton John, he says he attributes it to the New York Times. That's totally Time. Ma- Get your facts straight, Elton John. <laughs> yeah, it was on. Time Magazine. Come on, nineteen seventy-one, Elton John. We just had Stop like the informing me. Yeah, we. It, we just had like the whatever forty-five year anniversary of that. Okay, and and like what was that paper. based on? I think every time I look it up, I can't quite get to the I, source. I th- like, I think it was the. My understanding is that there was even the a theological movement coming out of the '60s, um, called the Death of God Theology. Um, Fun. Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> so it was kind of like I'm going to speak very inaccurately on it so i won't i won't touch on it too much that's okay our, our people will correct us right <laughs> yeah exactly but the death of god theology is basically like this kind of notion the god of uh the the kind of fusion or synthesis between uh, the god of christianity and the god of the philosophers the theistic god you know the god of the omnipotence and uh omniscience and um omnibenevolence that god was dead because if it was no longer plausible to believe in that God in a world that had just, you know, just come through two world wars and all that stuff. So that God was dead. Not that any notion of God was dead or there couldn't be a God, but it was going to be a very different God going forward. It was a, 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 a syncretistic religion, sort of a theosophy. Was that a, a version of it? Mm, I don't, I, I'm not very clear on theosophy. I, don't, I like the word, but... I, I can't either. And I lived in a town, Ojai, California, that was like a hotbed of... Uh, the, oh, that's right. We, the, I think the, we brought it up before. The yeah. Theosophical Society of America yeah. was there. Um, no, that's kind of a syncretism between like Eastern religion, sort of a oneness of all oh, religions okay. and a oneness of humanity. This was, this was more of a, I'd say, a outworking of kind of existentialist philosophy and Christian theology. So if, if sort of Camus, how do you reconcile Christianity and Camus? 
Okay. Even though people like you know Kierkegaard were Christian existentialists or whatever, like that right. that there is a a, a kind of a pr- some forms of Protestantism boiled down to this decision and this relationship between humanity and God can redound to existential philosophy. But if you kind of take the Camus track, which is very skeptical, um, how do you reconcile that with the Christianity and death of God is one of the ways that ha- that happens. And the crucified God, um, you know, Christ dying on the cross is not just sinful humanity, his human nature being crucified, but God himself dying. And so what does this look like now? So it's a, that's kind of a, a side, a rabbit trail. But Sure, but, but the, you know, that was the point where God is dead, but we're, we're putting a stake in the ground and saying... Materialism is dead. Yeah, and, my and God what? is not dead. There is a movie called God is Not Dead too. Is or, that... there is a movie God is Not Dead too, and God is Not Dead. That's the oh, one God with... is Not Dead too. There is a yeah, yeah, also. yes, there are two also, but there's a uh, the Kevin Sorbo guy. The Kevin Sorbo. I like Kevin Sorbo. Hercules. He was great. I watched a lot of Hercules. He's, I heard him uh, on a, an interview recently. Seemed like a very cheerful, happy, happy warrior. Kind so, of in the in the like trees walking mold. That's right. And we're not going to go into the aesthetic merits of God is not dead. I right have not seen it. I haven't I seen have it. Heard uh, reports, uh, but uh, yeah, but <laughs> maybe I'm going to we'll, give a we'll thumbs wa- up to yeah. Kevin. I'm going to reserve judgment <laughs> exactly. until I see his movie. Exactly. So we won't uh, we won't diss it without seeing it or praise it. Without exactly. saying it either. Yes. All right. I'm an agnostic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to put it nicely. Okay. But anyways, uh, materialism is dead because it is self-defeating. It applies. It is an acid of skepticism. They might, you know, more positively say it's a truth serum. You know, that it's exposing everything. It's like the, you know, religion is the magician, which it's all just leisure demand. You know, it's 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 tricks, it's sleight of hand. But every aspect of what makes, like, humanity humanity and life worth living um, is all just exposed um, by the, by the, uh, 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 by the materialists, you know, so... So materialism, as they perceive it, is the the flashlight, is the the, yes. the light, you know, the bleach, the uh, what do they call it? Sunlight is a great disinfectant. This is just the pure truth shining on your your ancient falsities. Exactly, and so that you notice when people start going in this direction, they the way they start talking about human beings, I think, is actually. Um, really crass and disturbing so you know like you're running something on your wetware that's like what they call like uh, your, yeah like you're unappealing on a, a number of levels right like that your brain is wetware that's yeah. like a really just yeah. icky gross image uh, i read what else you're a jumped up monkey oh yeah, yeah of course you know because you're just like a primate who had a big brain and it's like oh what do i do now you know like that that um it's it it there's the lizard a, brain. Yeah, that there's a real denigration of, um, like, that's a very low anthropology, uh, which just, you know, you go from the Christianity, human beings created in God's image and likeness, to wetware and jumped up monkeys. Um, or the constant, constant, this is my pet peeve, like, we are, our DNA is 98.7654 the same as an earthworm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And <laughs> what follows from that? What follows? You're a worm. D- if you're reducing me to DNA, you have to show that. And then the other, it just, it's, it's a non sequitur. It's like, it's sort of interesting on some level, but it doesn't say anything. 
Yeah, and so you apply these acids of skepticism. You go everything from you know language to aesthetics to music to philosophy to theology. Like all of this is just the product of it's an accident. It's a great big accident and mistake, and it's all it's all a trick that is being played on us by the particles to get us to, I guess, reproduce. Yeah, exactly. I just saw that in a in uh, the, the BBC splendid, splendid nature show. The the Planet Earth Two, yeah, is absolutely amazing. Like have you, you, you have to watch it. And... I've seen the one clip of the escape from the oh, yeah, the yeah, lizard yeah. from the snakes is one of the great like things ever captured on film. Yeah, the camera work is incredible and all this stuff. But they say constantly, this or that has a strategy to deal with this. It's my old complaint about smuggling in. Smuggling in the an pirates. outside thing. You yes, are the pirates. They're smuggling in ideas that are not theirs. So continue. <laughs> Where was I going? Uh, I don't know. I got but, distracted but, by the great <laughs> planet Earth too. But ju- yeah, yeah. Just to say that, like all of all of these things that make humanity humanity are they're they're not anything. They're just they're just a trick. They're just a an illusion that is being projected on us um, in order to get us to propagate. So like they don't mean anything. And so even our ability to theorize, come up with something like, say, you know, uh, you know, Darwinian theory of evolution or a philosophy such as naturalism or materialism, all of that is just, it's not anything. It's just... It's just a trick until our particles collapse back down into the, the dust exactly, that came from. Exactly. Right? And so if this is just a trick, why should we trust any of it? Yeah. If it's just an illusion... Why trust any of it? I mean, why not just continue the process of unmasking all the way down? And so there's a, a philosopher uh, named Thomas Nagel, who himself is an atheist, but he wrote this um, book that was like a like a like a bombshell uh, a couple of years ago called Mind and Cosmos. And uh, and and he's he's he says basically materialism can't be true because itself it can't account for the um, it can't account for the world as we experience it. Right. Like that, this is too redu- It's it's reductionistic. It it takes the constituent parts and equates them with the whole, which is inaccurate. And so he's saying, as someone who's a committed atheist, like materialism itself can't be true. It can't get us to the world as it is. It sort of imagines, you know, like a room full of Legos, and then uh, the hurricane goes through, and it's like the Lego movie gets produced. Like that can't account right the raw materials can't account for the product we certainly have no evidence of that ever happening and there's no reason to think there's no uh, there's like lots of good reasons to not believe that it's true based upon the way we encounter the way we experience the world as it is you know i mean we know that if we put a room full of monkeys into you know locked monkeys in a room with typewriters for a billion years they would not produce the collected complete works of william shakespeare right Right, right. Uh, but even on a simpler level, here, here's my take on it. Isn't, if, if you state materialism as a scientific principle, sort of do the Karl Popper thing, you know, like uh, materialism, there is no such thing as immaterial objects, right? You have to state it as a falsifiable fact yeah. in, in order to, I'm just doing the basic, basic science. But we can all think of non-material things. So isn't it just like immediately dead before it even gets off the launching pad. I don't know, I mean, is, isn't like two plus two equals four a non-material fact? Yeah, 
Yeah, we can all think of them immediately. There's lots of non-material things. Our own thoughts, which we have direct access to immediately right now. But that's I know just, that they're I'm just thinking. chemicals crashing into each other, Mike. Like, No, they can't be because as we... <laughs> As we pointed out before, thoughts are not in, they're not like pieces of meat. You can't pull it out and look at it. They, the thoughts. You but if can I could just, if I injected the right chemicals into your brain right now, <laughs> yeah. it would be producing the exact thoughts of this conversation, it would right? Be producing the idea that two plus two equals four. That can't, see, they're separate things. You, you can't, uh, yeah. So, so it, to me, it's dead right out of the water. Pure materialism. Yeah. So pure, usually pure people try to do a, a, a mix or a blend or a, or they sort of do their own little look over here and don't notice, well, I'm doing this over here. The sleight of hand. Right, the sleight of hand that you, you mentioned earlier. So, uh, but Nagel, how did people react to, <laughs> is it Thomas Nagel? Is I think that, it's Thomas Nagel. I think yeah. he wrote a, a sort of summation of it in the New York Times. Yeah, you can, if you, you know, Google, gazoogle uh, Thomas Nagel, you can find all sorts of brief summaries. You don't need to read the whole book. I'm guessing uh, it, it was greeted calmly and with uh, the kind of uh... no. This man was brand. This man was branded a heretic, and and he was once you know considered one of the good guys by the by the sort of new atheist uh, crew. Like Nagel was once he was once seen as one of the good guys, but he's an apostate. He's a heretic. Um, you know he has uh, he has uh, rejected ma- the religion of materialism, and so you know what happens when you're an apostate? You get. You know, you go from like, man, he used to be so smart and he used to be so good, but now he's dumb. You know, he's a dumb person. He's a, he's an it's idiot. That earthworm DNA of his. He could, he just succumbed to that instead of uh, he could have just stayed in the club, but instead he downgraded himself to ape and earthworm. Yeah. So you know, I think, and you go to you know certain subreddits or something like that. His name is probably a. Uh, probably a curse word or something like that you know uh that that thomas nagel you know was smart is a he wrote a which i've read a while ago it's i can't remember much of it but uh he wrote this like paper in the 70s called what's it like to be a bat uh-huh. i think so he's like try so it's like this the kind of mind the the problem of the mind or consciousness um sure. called what's it like to be a bat which is um which is really good and viewed as in kind of in 20th century philosophy as kind of one of these seminal papers or, or works in that. It also area. sounds like it could be like one of those classic Sesame Street songs or something too, <laughs> like, you know, the Count sings or something. <laughs> What's it like, what to, be it like bad? to be a bat? What do you think about that? Uh, 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 there, yeah. there you go. See? He might have been on Sesame <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hooper, you know, we can go out, we can riff on Sesame Street in a little bit, but, but, uh, yeah, that it's D- it's DOA. It's down and rival. As soon as you think two plus two equals four, it's that simple. So it's a it, this is sort of a long, roundabout, complicated way to say it's dead on arrival for some very simple reasons. One is just our experience of the world as it is. Like it can't account for that. It just doesn't do justice to it. And no one is that skeptical of <laughs> their own experience of the world. Like we all basically trust the way we're going through the world and, right. and experiencing it is is the way it is. You know. And then I'm like, you know, Mike. Oh, I hear your voice. Like, there is no voice. It's just particles going through the air that your brain is picking up and tricking you into think there's meaningful communication. It's like, it's, it's, it's sort of too, too clever by three quarters. Right. And, and the problem is, I mean, you can, I think we've said it many times and in many different ways, Christianity fits the contours of reality in a way that clicks into place the particulars people can fight about those and have trouble with those of course we all do we wrestle with them but just out of the gate materialism doesn't do any of no. that so it's it doesn't even i 
hate to say this, pure materialists. It doesn't even come close to competing with Christianity. Like it's in, not internally logical and it doesn't explain. It explains if you really are forcing it and really shoehorning it in, it could explain one small aspect of existence, but uh, it doesn't do any of the others. It, no. it explains nothing else. And that's a problem. Yeah, it's a, a huge, massive problem. Uh, as, uh, you know, us as rational, uh, feeling, um, praying, believing, uh, moralizing, Moral, moralizing yes. beings, like it does no justice to any of that because that's all just a trick. Right. You know, and we go, eh. I'll go with this other version of stuff that says that that's not a trick and that's real. And that has a big advantage from the jump on something that has to basically tell me all of my experience is a lie. Right. So there it is. We had to bring you the sad news, pure materialism. But I think it's very, and I think pure materialism is just very, when you break it down, it's very unappealing to the vast majority of people. And you could say, well, that's because the vast majority of people are stupid. They're stupid and they're not brave enough to look at, look Dare to know, yeah. Look it in the eye. What's yeah. the Nietzsche quote? I stared into the abyss or whatever. Yeah, and, and the abyss stared abyss back. Stared back. <laughs> my, um, I don't know if I ever said this on this podcast, but my, like, no, I don't think I have. My uh, sister-in-law, who's, she's much younger. She's, like, still in high school, so much younger than my wife. Um, like, 12 years younger. Uh, in her, like, junior high yearbook, they had, like, inspirational quotes and one was from Nietzsche Nietzsche. (laughs) they had a Nietzsche quote as an inspirational quote in there either that or Schopenhauer you sort of cheer everyone (laughs) they're trying to to pick one of those it was amazing wow well there it is we've delivered the hard news hopefully uh we did it you know have hopefully you have a little shot of whiskey or something and just take the truth man deal with it we're all stuck with it yeah you might as well (laughs) i say you stare into that abyss that materialism is dead and and deal with that and the sooner you do the better off you are you'll start on a a wonderful journey of discovery it's yeah (laughs) a much yeah true journey of discovery Um, as opposed to having to deny everything and and say that everything is a trick and a lie and expose it well we're going to expose a song a song from the '80s. Have you noticed that we do that a lot? Someone must have come of age, or you were. Yeah, '80s were a good well, decade. Well, there for was you. many songs about uh, God. Then uh, my wife and I realized as we heard it. Uh, I don't know where we heard it uh, the other day, but we said, "Oh, this song. Oh, that's right." And then we could mention a handful of other ones. So it just seemed to be a little window where you could sing a pop song about about doubting and and stuff. So we'll do that in a moment. And yeah, then we also I'll be there. Is that about God? It is. It's. It was supposed to be. It was going to be. God's going to be there. But Yamo. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yamo's it, a, a brand of speakers from it's the, like, like the Netherlands. Is it like Ya Gon? Is it like Ya Gon be there? Is that kind of what it was? I I don't know. So he like took instead of we're talking Michael McDonald here, folks. Uh, he took like God is going to be there, and that got transmuted into Ya, which is like the you know three like that's like the Jamaicans like Ja yeah. from Yahweh the Hebrew Yahweh Ya. Go that, be probably, there. That's the best explanation. Yeah. So it's it, kind of like the Inagata Davida explanation. Like it's supposed to be in the Garden of Eden, right? Yes. Yeah. But why do they go Inagata Davida? There was a lot of drugs going around at that time. That's the only <laughs> the way best I can explanation. explain. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's Occam's razor here. Let's not work too hard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and speaking of that, well, we're going to hear from the pastor, and then we'll be back in just a moment. 
Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. Uh, and thank you for the overwhelming response that we've seen um, in a lot of different avenues. And so um, I'm going to ask you again to do some things that would really help get the word out. So one of which is if you could go to iTunes or uh, Google Play Store, Stitcher, wherever you listen to this podcast, if you could click subscribe. And then if you could rate us and review us, that's extremely helpful. And, uh, and we love reading the re- uh, reviews. It's really helpful and it helps more people find this. So do that. You can also uh, go to Like Trees Walking Podcast on um, Facebook and you can like it there. Or you can follow us on Twitter at LTWPod or LikeTreesWalkingPod.com where we have all of our old episodes. And uh, yeah, um, please do that. Please share the word. And uh, we hope that you continue to enjoy all of the Like Trees Walking goodness. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, and we are back. Thank you, uh, thank you, Pastor. Well intoned. Uh, any wrap up for? Should we just declare materialism dead and just move on? It's dead. We'll, uh, it, but like many a dead horse, I think we will continue to beat <laughs> it again and again and again and again. It keeps it keeps rising up, phoenix like. Well, I mean, it's it's a dominant thought. But all right, materialism's dead. Hey, we got bigger fish to fry. Okay, there is a song that reached number thirty seven. On the U.S. Billboard charts, it was on the U.K. charts, Mike. But it, oh no, no, it's thirty-seven on the album rock. I'm sorry, it's ninety-nine on the U.K. charts. Yeah, we just looked this up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Keep going. This is from the band uh, Ecstasy. I never knew it's XTC is their name. It's just the letters Ecstasy. But I was Ecstasy a drug back then, um, or was it like just based on the experience of ecstasy? I do not know. Well, I mean ecstasy i think I, I i don't know which came first i mean i know the word ecstasy came before <laughs> all of them but the band and the drug i don't know uh, i honestly don't know if you know folks uh, shoot us a shoot us a line that's not what we're trying okay, to get okay, to the bottom right, of right, here right, you're right, going right. down these rabbit trails they wrote a song um addressed directly to god they don't say which god in their in their view um simply god with a capital g so let's just assume that it is the the uh, uh, Western idea of God. Yeah, Christian idea. They're, I mean, they're uh, British, so. So let, let's hear a little bit of it. For those of you who are too young, uh, this is, as I falsely declared to Dave, a number one hit. It was a number 37. It was a minor hit, but it, VH1's like top 100 music videos I read, it was like number 67 or something. Of all time? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's so. That's something. But that list keeps getting revised as they, <laughs> as rock videos get better and better as we go on. Here's the song. That's a dumb line. That I don't is know if a you dumb can line. hear that. We'll, we'll run through. Child's letter to God. Yeah. Alright, so it goes on like this. You heard the 
You heard the little girl singing at the beginning. I learned it was a girl, and in the video, it was a boy. Oh, what? Wow. Seems like an insult. Yeah, like, the can't they have a girl kid? singing? Like, yeah, I don't Jeez. know what the problem is there. Um, so, yeah, the questions to God are, and we'll throw them to you, Pastor. You should have to defend these. You're the big God man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dear God, I hope you got the letter. I pray that you can make it better down here. I don't mean a big reduction in the price of beer. That is the line I was... That would make, uh, that's that would make things better. All the people that you made in your image see them starving on their feet because they don't get enough to eat from God. I can't believe in you. Thoughts? Well, I think what we're... Uh, so that people starving is, should certainly stir people's, uh, I think, anger and compassion. Uh, but I think it's a question of distribution, not of provision. Um, and, uh, again, um, any like understanding of God that comes from a Christian perspective, we're dealing with a fallen world. Like, the, the reality of pain and of suffering um, and awful things in the world, that's, like, baked into the Christian faith from the very beginning. Like, the whole Christian story the whole bible you could say is what's the solution to the problem of evil and brokenness in this world that is perpetuated by human beings i mean human beings are a part of the problem the cause of the problem and also mysteriously part of the solution too and so you so know once again it's our version of things ours the the one that we subscribe to we didn't come up with it called christianity yeah is that uh, uh it seems to fit the contours of what we see this is not unexpected we're not no, no, like, God. oh, people are starving, like, we better hide it or mask it or deny it yeah, or, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, what we're here that, to that's baked into it. And that, you know, when we see starvation, I mean, particularly when the song was written, I know there was, you know, famines um, in Ethiopia and places like that. But a lot of that, is, in terms of my understanding, was not that there wasn't enough food to go around in the world to feed people, but that there was various reasons. I mean, m- probably most notably the regimes that were in charge of those countries, um, you know, were such that people were not getting food aid right and right. so human evil the the evil of human beings um causing you know the starvation and, and death of children and stuff like that and then it it kind of goes on as a, a litany of the same stuff the problem of evil uh except for this question this is the one that's we're all dying to know he's asking of god again did you make disease and the diamond blue God, did you make the diamond this is kind of blue? A weird, this is kind of a weird <laughs> double question. Is he talking about the almonds? Isn't there like blue diamond almonds? I've never heard that, Mike. Yeah. You don't know that it's the most popular brand of almonds. I d- no, I, I'm going to be honest right in here on the pod. I, I don't know any almond brands. You can't brands. name a single brand of almonds? I can't name a single almonds. brand of almonds. Does planters make almonds? They must. Planters. Fisher? The Fisher Nut Company? Oh, yeah, company? yeah, Fisher. There we so go. You can You're name. good. No, I couldn't name them. You named them for me, and I agreed that they were nut companies that I've heard of. All right. Well, we'll leave that for another time about the diamond blue god. But there's did a... you make mankind after we made you and the devil too? Again, loaded questions. Uh, and I think the answer to that one would have to be no. <laughs> that uh, that he made us. This is the classic to me, the the creed de cour of uh, I don't believe in God and I hate him. Is kind of this is the whole tenor of it's this a song. very it's, it's a weird yeah it's it, but it's not uncommon but it's kind of weird. It is very strange when you think of it. Like, like why I are hate you so something I don't believe at, in. At God, yeah, you know, if if God is just 
as real as a unicorn. I don't hate unicorns. I have no opinion on them because they don't exist. I mean, I guess if somebody draws me a pretty unicorn on the side of my van and like does that <laughs> sweet like painting on there, I, I'll then I'll like them. But I don't really have an opinion. On it's it. basically be, it's a way of being mad at. I would say mad at religious people through like you know God is sure. the proxy. Like you attack. God, you're attacking them by attacking God, saying like, "How can you believe? Like, look at the world; it's messed up. How can you believe in? The, uh, how can you believe in a God?" And of and course, it, and but this, it's a childish straw man. Let's let's just say. And this that. book, you know, saying like all oh, this junk, and people wrote it, and like it's not true. This is in the song. I can't, you know, I can't believe it. And there's all these fighting in the street because people can't agree about you. Which is that we we're gonna do an episode soon on the, what the myth of religious violence. Um, oh, this yeah. idea that yes, somehow yes. like religion causes all wars, therefore we need to reject it. Like that's a that's that in and of that's itself. That's basically uh, the late Christopher Hitchens' biggest. That's a very that's a very problematic that was his hobby assertion. Horse. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a myth in the not in the uh, positive sense that we right. did in our podcast, <laughs> but in the MythBuster sense, a false myth. Yes, exactly. So you know, again, like the. Uh, this I'll just say this for the song Dear God. I mean, I know it's a pop song. It's by British British pop artists. They're not up there. This is no Elvis Costello or even Elvis Stoika. Um, they had quite a reputation at the time. Ecstasy. They they had a number of hits. And, let's say it hasn't aged well. Cred. I well, I agree. I thought it was a pretty dumb song at the time. But, but some just, of the lyrics are, are really awful on just, the face of it. Just like yeah, that it's literally, literarily, poetically, it's trash. I mean, you know, no offense, it's a pop song, whatever. But like this pales in comparison to the kind of stuff that's in the Bible itself, the crazy book that people wrote. I mean. Go read some of the, you know, the the Psalms. Uh, or, you know, maybe just try the book of Job out. Try the book of Job, one of the oldest books in the Bible. Where, yeah, I mean, you know, some, some argue that it's the oldest in terms of its literary, like, provenance. And you're talking about, so at the very core of the tradition is a questioning of God's justice related to human suffering and the suffering of a righteous person. It's already baked into the tradition itself. So it's like, oh, like, how can you ask these questions? Oh, this is so bad. Like, no, that's a part of the tradition as well. Exactly. So. And yeah. they're much more difficult questions than ecstasy. And I would say that uh, the book of Job, it's a cracking good read. It is. Break that open. It doesn't, won't take long. Yeah. It'll it's, take an afternoon, yeah, maybe a little longer. Yeah, um, 39 chapters or something like that. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the book of Job um, instead of ecstasy. Or they, re I made a joke to Mike that did they like relaunch as a band? Did they rename themselves MDMA? Because that's like the <laughs> chemistry name for like exactly. ecstasy, which I learned from the song New York by Jay Z. Oh, okay. Because he yeah. goes, he yeah, raps yeah, right. in it. MDMA got me feeling like a champion. The wow. streets don't sleep. Better get me an Ambien. Which I like. All that right, line. well, we'll break that one down. But don't do in drugs. Our, in our next. Winners don't do drugs. In our next podcast. But now it is time for a quiz. And uh, the quiz is. Oh, yeah. The, uh, there's so much show today. There is a lot of show. So and much show. Having answered these huge questions, now we come to an even bigger one. And that is Dave, uh, don't say it right away because this is going to be a quiz that's going to root this out. Okay. Your favorite Disney princess. Your favorite Disney princess. I certainly have a favorite. So do you? Would yeah. you do me a favor? Write it down on a piece I'm of taking paper. Taking a piece of paper. Yes. And this I'm writing it down quiz. and now I'm folding the paper in half and putting it down so you can't see. Okay. This quiz purports 
to root out this preference of yours. And so uh, let's begin. Um, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, do you, you like movies that are based on books? N- no, I, I, I don't even <laughs> like books. So coming, out, gonna... coming out of the gate uh, with a hard one. Which Sex in the City movie are you down with most? <laughs> now, we know you're down with them. This is just a question of which one you know. do you love. You obviously, Samantha. You like them. <laughs> you're such a Samantha. <laughs> I'm such a Samantha. So I'm going to guess you like the first because it's the original. Or yeah. do you like the second? You mm. like to switch it up? And... No, I want the first, okay. the original. Mr. Big and you are whoever, s- like when it comes down to Samantha. the picking which character you are, is anyone anyone other besides a Charlotte or a Samantha? I, I can't name. Who's the red-haired one? Meredith? I don't know. Who, is anyone know a Meredith? No one wants to be a Meredith. I or a Carrie. No Carrie's idea. the worst. Uh, choose a Sandra Bullock movie, and I will give you the a net. Ch- no, you can't. <laughs> Although that contains my favorite website that she go- orders pizza from. Do you remember what it no, was? No, I don't. Pizza.net. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's where she orders her That's pizza. That's awesome. <laughs> Mozart's ghost. <laughs> Uh, no, two weeks' notice, Miss Congeniality, The Proposal, or The Lake House, with the great Keanu Reeves. Oh, let's go to The Lake House. Okay. Uh, moving right along. This is a, a, a brief quiz. Not that it's not. It's fascinating in every way. Uh, your computer has a weird click. It's like a thing. click thing. You, yeah, yeah, I got I, a new computer the, Mike's struggling with. Uh, how do you feel about The Last of the Mohicans? Uh, stop. Before you answer, this is the movie, I'm guessing, because there's a picture from dun, the movie. Dun, dun, dun. I've never heard of it. Dun, it's dun, one dun. of the most epic movies of all time. I hear it was way too bloody for me. So these are these are absurd, the fact that I can't just go, it's fantastic, it's epic, it's awesome. I love it because I've seen it, not I heard. I, it might be like the first rated R movie my parents ever let me see was last in the weekend. Yes, stay alive. But epic That's violence it. is... One thing. Oh, dude, Magua, like, just, like, beating people's brains in with yeah, his it was club. Yeah, it was a rough movie. God, that's a great movie. And, Mike, like, slitting a throat. Oh, God. Michael Mann, who came from the, um, uh, what was the Don Johnson Miami show? Miami Vice. Miami Blues. Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Yes. <laughs> well, Miami Blues is a movie. All right, pick a random princess movie, which is not random. Okay, I'm just going to say a random. Uh, oh, oh, you're giving me choices. You're giving me three choices. Oh, okay. So forget that random thing, even though that's the quiz set. Princess Bride, Princess Diaries, The Prince and Me. Gotta be Princess Diaries because I love my favorite country, Genovia. <laughs> the Prince and Me. Hey, let's be respectful. The late Prince, the and me. Oh, <laughs> the late great Prince Rogers Nelson. Give Braveheart a letter grade. Yeah, I mean, uh, B. Okay. They'll never take my freedom. Solid B. Because Robert the Bruce, he never should have trusted Robert the Bruce, and that makes me mad that he trusted him. Um, do I double click the pad or do I have to press? You down? just press. Like, don't press so hard. Okay. There's like a don't. force click, so just kind of gentle. Okay. Click. Gentle. See, I use a, the touch on mine, so it's, this is a, like learning a new language for me. <laughs> uh, What's your love language? Choose. <laughs> choose a twenty-seven. We're going to do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> Choose a 2017 Oscar movie. La La Land, Hacksaw Ridge, Lion, or Hidden Figures? I've only heard of two of these movies. Uh, I'm going to go with Hidden Figures. All so right. Which was once, someone called it Hidden Fences, because there was another movie called Fences. But that's okay. Which leading man do you prefer most? You're prefer gonna, them all. I can't reject you're them. You're going to like them all, but you have to tell me. You have to choose. Uh, Patrick Dempsey, the great Hugh Grant the aforementioned Mel Gibson or 
Rami Malik. Okay, I don't know who Rami Malik is. Who? Okay, is Dempsey McDreamy or McSteamy? Oh, I don't know the difference. Uh, there are two different. I know he's probably been in four hundred rom coms, but he's like on that show. What's the medical show he's on that he just like finally went off of? That's like still on TV. Oh, it was uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Like he was like it's still on television. No, not yes. now. Yes. Not at this. Yes. Not at this taping. Yes. yes. No. As of this taping, it's still on television. That's like uh, you know a, the sitcom According to Jim when you like a, about ten years ago I looked it up and it's like that show is still on. How is that possible? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with Patrick Dempsey. He was great in the movie Can't Buy Me, where he's like a nerd and he like oh like, yeah, pays yeah that, that was one of his like, first yeah because yeah, yeah. she like ruins the outfit and mm-hmm. uh, I remember watching it on TV as a kid and I feel like I shouldn't be watching it. Did you think he was McDreamy and McSteamy and back then? both combo platter? Uh, complete the phrase. I like movies that blank inspire me to travel. Don't make me think. Oh, have supernatural elements. Have a great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. That's why. I, that's why I still go back to Garden State. Oh man, this people will change rip on your life. People rip on Garden State a lot now because the manic pixie dream girl factor. Oh, I wonder if there's going to be a, a time where like, I like the shins, but I wonder if there's we're coming be a fast. time where it's just we're... like, oh, that's so grown. <laughs> uh, pick a biopic, please. Frida or not Marie biopic. Antoinette or The Social Network. Um, I, you know, I love give give let them eat cake. Marie Antoinette. Okay. Still learning how to press your pad. Which version of Footloose do you prefer? Of the many versions, do you like the remake with Julianne Hough? Okay. Or the original hashtag nostalgia? Hashtag nostalgia. Kevin yeah, Bacon. I knew it. I could see yeah, it. And those uptight people can't let the kids dance in the town. And... Which non-animated Disney movie do you like best? Uh, Parent Trap, Chronicles of Narnia, Pirates of the Caribbean, Enchanted. The Chronic what? Coles of chronic Narnia. what? All right. We're almost there. We just have to get through this ad, and then I think there's two more questions. That's great. So uh, I bet you like this test a lot, don't you? (laughs) I love it. It's Friday night. What movie genre do you want to watch? Romance? No choice for bromance. Uh, Action, adventure, (laughs) comedy, or drama? Uh, Since dramedy's not there, I will go with romance. Ooh. Well, it's a Friday night, you know. It is. Do you like musicals? Yes or no? Um, I li- yeah, I like them. Okay, that's a I yes like then. I like them. How do you feel? This is your final question, and this will determine your Disney princess. How do you feel about rom-coms? Love them or leave them? Yeah, you know, they're... Give me truth serum. Love them. Yeah, all guys feel this way. Amazingly, <laughs> your, uh, your princess... What did you write down? Let's see. Mike, as you can see, I wrote Belle from the movie Beauty and Belle. the Beast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yours is Merida. Whoa. Merida. Who is the, Merida? From the, from the, well, let's read. Uh, the epitome of brave. I assume she's from brave. Okay. She. This girl has spunk and fire. Ah, her sounds hair like me. Is, her hair is enough to love, but her fearlessness is much to be admired. That sounds exactly that like me. That sound like you. This got to the real root of it. It's like, it's somehow like... It was like a window to your soul. Yes. It was like an x-ray. Yeah, this was crazy how accurate, like eerie <laughs> how accurate that is. That is, uh, well, I'm glad we rooted that out. So we've solved the big questions today. Your Disney princess. Yep. Uh, uh, materialism is dead. 
uh, that song Ecstasy. We broke it down. We broke it down, and uh, that was good work. Hard work and well done. A lot of show, but uh, as someone said in one of the most recent reviews, this is the hardest podcast you'll ever love. <laughs> and so we brought it hard today, folks. Uh, do you feel a little drained after that quiz and everything? You know, I feel empowered because I'm Merida. I got fire and spark and spunk. That's right. Let's Fearless. record another podcast right after this. I want to. All right, come back for it, and we'll see you next time on Like Trees Walking. Life of the past when red light.